Good day from Wall Street. This is Jack Marks for Wall Street Reporter, and today I am speaking with Rob Nye. He is the CEO of Hoth Therapeutics. Stock symbol on NASDAQ is H-O-T-H. Rob, uh, welcome. Jack, thanks for having me. So, you know, Rob, I'm I'm excited to to introduce Hoth uh, Therapeutics to our investor audience uh, because uh, you know Hoth is going to be a featured presenter at uh, Wall Street Reporter's next Super Stock Conference coming up on uh, September 26th, uh, which is a live stream event. And uh, this interview is really going to be an opportunity for you know some of the savvy investors you know in our audience to you know kind of get a head start and learn a little bit more about the story. Uh, and also, uh, anybody who's listening now, they should you know stay tuned because we're going to be opening up. The registration for the uh, next Superstock Conference uh, next week, and uh, in that event, Rob is going to be really doing an in-depth presentation uh, for institutional investors. And uh, if you sign up, you'll be able to, you know, participate and uh, ask Rob uh, you know, some of your detailed questions. Uh, and um, so, with that being said, uh, Rob, uh, you know, Hoth uh, just uh, came public what back in February, right? Yes, February 14th, we came public, so a little over six months. Valentine's Day. That's correct. Perfect. So, uh, you know, most investors probably, uh, you know, haven't heard, you know, the Hoth story yet. So can you, you know, tell us a little bit about the history of the company, how it got started, and, you know, why you, you know, chose to focus on the uh, dermatological space? Great. Jack, great question. So when I started Hawk Therapeutics uh, back in 2017, the main focus of the company was to identify assets that would serve the pediatric market as well as other areas where big pharma companies were not focused or hadn't at that point came to any inventions in the therapeutic market that would treat patients in a unique and new way. And through Hawk, we were able to acquire some very interesting licenses And our main reasoning for going into the dermatological space is because of the opportunity that we saw in front of us. For example, our lead drug, which is Biolexa, is in the atopic dermatitis or eczema space. And if you look at eczema as a whole, one in 10 um, people get eczema. And the people who are most affected by eczema is the pediatric market. And through tried and true you know, therapeutics that continue to be prescribed by pharmacists that's mainly corticosteroids. Corticosteroids have horrible, horrible side effects, especially in the pediatric market, as far as thinning of the skin and burning and such. And parents don't want to introduce corticosteroids to their children, put that on their face or their eyelids or anywhere else on their body. So we have a unique targeted therapeutic that does not use corticosteroids and we think that's very exciting for the market as a whole. And so, so the Biolexa platform, uh, and, and, and that'll be used for uh, some other therapies as well, not just uh, the eczema, right? That's correct. It was developed at the University of Cincinnati by Andrew Herr, who's a PhD there. And his original market that he was looking at when he came up with this invention uh, was a for patients to avoid having any uh, surgical issues on their skin after, you know, whether it be surgery, uh, invasive or non-invasive. 
And what he found out is through a mini pig study that was done at the University of Miami that Bialexa worked extremely well on atopic dermatitis. And we decided since there's not a lot of treatments out there in that pediatric market that doesn't have corticosteroids or a biologic that's an injection, that this would be a topical that would work so well in that market. And how does, uh, so how does, how does the technology work? So what's, what's interesting about Bialexa is it's a unique combination of two approved drugs, what's called a DTPA key leader and an antibiotic called gentamicin. And the way these two drugs work together is the zinc is sucked up by that DTPA key leader and clears the staph. Most eczema as a whole is a staph infection. So when that staph is cleared up, then gentamicin can go in there and clear the skin. So what you're doing is you're not just hiding um, the infection. And that's what a lot of treatments do. They treat the symptoms rather than the actual underlying disease of eczema, which in most cases is staph aureus. So this is, like I said, two approved drugs. Um, We have a pathway that we think will work on the regulatory basis. And we're excited about it because there's not a lot of treatments out there, as I said earlier. You know, uh, first, uh, actually, I want to ask you about the, you know, kind of the regulatory pathway because uh, you're using, you know, I guess the, some, the, the, these drugs have already been approved. What's, uh, what is, what is going to be the regulatory pathway? So it's, it's not going to be like the long drawn out, uh, you know, eight to 12 year type of deal. So Jack, what we tried to do is we had our pre-IND meeting uh, with the FDA the FDA gave us some good guidelines. And we, we want to do is go right into that pediatric adolescent market. So we're going to take a page out of some of the uh, playbooks of the big pharma companies like Pfizer and others and Anacor, who actually uh, was bought by Pfizer for $5 billion in the atopic dermatitis uh, space. We're going to do our first human trial, which will be more of a 1B slash 2 phase 2 in Australia. And we hope to start that trial uh, first quarter of 2020. So, you know, unlike a lot of other biotech companies where um, the catalysts or inflection points are delayed two or three years, as you said, we think we have a, a quick pathway to show our investors, you know, efficacy and uh, the safety of the drugs. And in theory, the, you know, the, 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 you know, the FDA approval can come, what, within a few years? assuming everything works That's correct. correctly? That's correct. What we would plan to do is get our uh, safety and efficacy data in Australia. Um, like I said, Q1 of 2020 is the plan. And then take that data back to the FDA. That data from Australia is transferable then to the FDA, show them what we've done, and then do a trial here in the United States right on the back of that uh, in 2020 as well. And, you know, we think when we get that data – uh, you know that safety and efficacy, and we show that that you know um, we'd be a good uh, a good partner for somebody to work with to uh, take this drug through its uh, you know regulatory process and to commercialize it. So let's let's kind of talk about the so this is the 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 eczema kind of uh, market right now. What what are the you know treatments are out there? Like what would you be competing with? You know what's the kind of the unique you know, value proposition uh, that you would have? Sure. So what most doctors prescribe for pediatric and adolescent eczema is the standard use, which is a corticosteroid and a moisturizer, say. 
both uh, prescription strength, of course. And like I said, those corticosteroids, you know, parents don't want to use those on their children. Um, you know, it thins the skin quite a bit. There's quite a few uh, side effects of it. And what you're doing with corticosteroids, for the most part, is you're treating the itch and the inflammation rather than treating the underlying disease of eczema. So that's the first competition out there. The other competition, the adolescent and pediatric space, is a drug called Eucrisa that was developed by Anacor and Pfizer. So Anacor developed that. They actually did an adolescent trial in Australia, similar to what we are designing. We're actually using the same firm that, um, that carried that out for Anacor, a company called Novatech that's based in Australia that has many years of uh, history in that marketplace. They are our CRO. They'll find us the uh, docs that will uh, use the drug and help us with our enrollment and our drafting for the Australian Ethics Board. So Eucrisa is a drug that has shown some efficacy um, for patients, not a ton. That's a non-corticosteroid. So we think we'll be a much cheaper um, option because that goes for about $800 a tube, which is pretty expensive. We think ours would be a quarter of that price. And we also think, you know, based on some of the studies that we've done, that we have a chance to have uh, better efficacy. So we'll see and hope to prove that through our first. So, so essentially, you'd be competing with uh, Eucrisa. That's correct. Eucrisa and the standard use of corticosteroids that a lot of company, uh, a lot of doctors um, prescribe today. Okay, and and what's I think you you mentioned earlier. What's what's uh, what kind of revenues uh, is that generating? So the revenues for uh, Eucrisa have been really strong. You know, the drug was launched, let's say, less than two years ago. And, you know, it's in the uh, multi-hundreds of millions of dollars in yearly revenues. Um, and you have to remember now, only a small segment of the population in adolescent pediatrics might use it. It might be a start. It might not work. So then those folks who don't show any efficacy for it on their skin have to go back to the corticosteroids. So I don't always look at ourselves as competing. I look at us as another option. And also, once again, you know, we're hoping that we prove great efficacy um, and safety in our drug, that it could be a frontline uh, cure rather than, you know, uh, a choice one or the other. So so in terms of, um, you know, assuming you get approval, what, what, what would be the market potential uh, for, uh, for, your, for your product? So, I, you know, I always say, and I look back at a company like Anacor that I mentioned that Pfizer bought. So Pfizer bought Anacor with Eucrisa being the lead drug that they developed and now have gotten approval and commercialized it. They bought that company for $4.8 billion. So that's a pretty big number. So, you know, would, would we be an exciting uh, acquisition target for somebody if, you know, if we have great safety and efficacy? Those are always options for, you know, bigger pharmaceutical companies to look at us smaller folks who are in a unique place developing unique targeted therapies. That's, uh, that's, that's uh, pretty good, compelling. So you're, you're, the market cap right now for Hoff is about, what, about $50 million or so? That's correct. Based on today's stock's price. So... Um, let's talk about maybe um, kind of the rest of, of the pipeline. What else? Uh, what else are you working on? And maybe talk about some of the the milestones achieved so far. Sure. 
So with our Biolexa platform, we've also developed a diabetic foot ulcer therapeutic that we're working on with Mass General Hospital. We've had a few pilot studies there at Mass General that are in the MICE model that have shown really great results. We'll actually be starting another study at Mass General later this year to prove um, the concept of the drug in the DFUs. It's shown great healing process, better blood flow, and actually works extremely well in the MICE model. So that's, you know, our next step there is to have a reconfirmation study as well as to try the drug on larger diabetic foot ulcers and see what our results are. We have two really interesting deals with universities, one with the University of Maryland, Baltimore for VNLG-152. VNLG-152 is a retinamide, if you think of old retin-A, but this is being used for acne and psoriasis. This is a lead retinamide, what's called a Ramba, and it's a novel molecule that's recently been developed at University of Maryland, Baltimore. And we're looking at that in the psoriasis, acne, and melanoma space. And we recently just started our synthesis of the drug uh, with University of Maryland, Baltimore for a preclinical study that we hope to start late 2019, early 2020 in an acne model. We also have another um, collaboration with George Washington University for what's an approved drug this approved drug uh, is usually treated for used, I'm sorry, for nausea for cancer patients and others. What we found out is when this drug is then made into an, a topical rather than an oral, it shows great, great relief in helping patients who have these wounds on their body from cancer chemo treatment. So we're working with George Washington University on that. We have two patents already granted on that. We also have patents on VNLG-152, as well as our BioLexa platform, so very strong IP. And another announcement that we recently made is working with a company called Xylo Therapeutics. And Xylo Therapeutics with Adam Friedman, who's an advisor to Hot Therapeutics, Adam has developed, and he's head of dermatology at GW, I should say that, He's developed these nanopods when filled with what's called AEA. And what happens is these are used for lupus sufferers who get these CLE wounds on their body. So what you'll see is these spots, the swelling, these horrible inflictions that are on the skin. And when these therapeutics or nanopods filled with AEA are applied to the body, they show great reduction in inflammation and healing those wounds. We think that's really exciting because there's nothing taking place in the lupus market right now for this. We think it's an exciting opportunity for us. And what's interesting is this works by the body's own endocannabinoid system. So you can kind of think uh, it's medical marijuana without the marijuana. It's using your own endocannabinoid system in the body, but this AEA and xylotherapods these pods loaded with the AEA and then work with our own body's endocannabinoid system to reduce the inflammation. That's very interesting. Um, it, Rob, what's, um, what, what's kind of your strategy, uh, you know, what's the path towards, you know, creating value with a pipeline? Are you going to, you know, out-license or bring in partners at some point? What's the, or, or is that too early to discuss that right now? 
So, Jack, I think that's a great question, and I'm asked that often. You know, what is the commercialization plan? How do you get from where you are today to, you know, revenues? And I think the biggest takeaway from today is we talk about the trial we have setting up in Australia, the further animal studies for these other drugs in our pipeline. And then if, you know, whether large pharmaceutical companies and we are want to come and either license or work with us, we're definitely open to that because we see that as the best pathway forward for the company to prove success for shareholders is to take those first immediate steps and then to see where we are, you know, after we get our efficacy and safety, you know, whether somebody wants to own them or whether we want to commercialize them ourselves. But we're pretty excited about our current pipeline. Okay. Um, Rob, can you, um, you know, tell us about, you know, some of the people, uh, you know, on, uh, on the Hoth team, you know, starting with yourself and, you know, uh, some of the other team members and, and the, uh, the scientific sure. advisory board. Great, Jack. So I think the main people to look at besides myself are Jonathan Zippin, who is our chief scientific advisor. John is the vice chair at Wild Cornell on dermatology, and he's helping us lead our trial design uh, for Australia, uh, interfacing with Novatech, the folks at Particle Sciences who are doing all the stability studies on our therapeutic and supplying that to us. Uh, we also have on our team, as I mentioned, Adam Friedman, who's one of our advisors. He's chair of dermatology at George Washington University and helped bring the Xylo therapeutic partnership to us. We also have some other folks who I think are really helpful, such as Dr. Stephanie Johns. So Dr. Stephanie Johns was one of the inventors of BioAlexa, along with Dr. Andrew Hur, who is also on our board of advisors. Uh, Dr. Hur, uh, along with Dr. Johns, both have a unique experience in the lab in developing these therapeutics and are really great to lean on because they know exactly how they work, how they synthesize with the body, what needs to be done for production of the therapeutic for safety reasons and for efficacy reasons as well. So we have a great team, I think, we put together, a great board. Um, we lean on these scientific advisors quite a bit, but I think what we did that is kind of unique to a lot of other smaller biotech companies is we have these advisors who work for us, but we don't have the extra payroll or burn of having them as full-time employees. We utilize them as needed on specific drugs, and we bring in the experts when needed. So these experts, you know, obviously outsourcing the, the synthesis of Bialexa or VNLG, you know, 152, we're using, you know, University of Maryland, Baltimore to actually make the drug for us because we think they're the best people to make the drug for us at this time because they invented it themselves. So we keep the inventors involved always. We think that's a key component to success is having the inventor be a consultant or work with the company. Excellent. And it, what's, uh, Rob, what about uh, your background? Maybe you can you know, share that uh, with our audience. Sure. So my background originally was in the hedge fund business. Um, you know, I, I was an analyst um, for quite a few hedge funds and a research analyst as well. And what I always wanted to do is kind of leave that field and find something where I would be making a difference <laughs> rather than um, just working in the financial space. And, you know, as somebody who suffers with eczema uh, and I'm happy to work in the dermatological field to try to find cures for it. You know, one of the biggest problems with people uh, who have eczema, especially pediatrics and adolescents, is the mental 
uh, pain that comes with that. You know, if you're a child in school, grade school or high school, and you have these, you know, red markings all over your face, you know, those kids are unfortunately uh, suffer bullying. There was a good article recently in the New York Times about that. So I always find um, it important that we're not only uh, helping solve something for folks who have an illness, but we're also improving their life and their lifestyle. That's yeah, it's, uh, it's very important. Um, Rob, what, um, you know, what's, let's talk about kind of the you know, big picture, you know, like what, what's your vision, you know, for the company, you know, over the next uh, two, three years, and then we can kind of drill down into some of the milestones you have coming up. Sure. So as I mentioned, you know, we first take atopic dermatitis. So, you know, topical steroids, OTC moisturizers, oatmeal baths, even bleach baths. You know, that's something, you know, it's been tried and it's the old remedies that don't necessarily work. We're just trying to find the unmet medical needs where current treatments don't work or the systematic delivery leads to safety risk. So over the next, you know, 24, 36 months, it's continued to broaden our pipeline, take the current pipeline we have through the clinical process, uh, first doing our animal studies and then human trials. So we're excited about some of the catalysts, and you asked about that, that we have going forward, such as our first in-human trial for BioLexa and some of our animal studies for VNLG152. There's not a lot new on the acne market. Um, we think that's an exciting space. And in the lupus space, you know, we'll do a reconfirmation study of what was already done at Albert Einstein University. Um, we'll test that for those uh, CLEs that I talk about uh, in the lupus space. So, you know, we'll broaden our pipeline. We'll work through these drugs through the regulatory system and, you know, try to prove efficacy and safety. And we're excited about it. Okay. Uh, now, Rob, my final question, uh, and uh, th- this is, uh, it's interesting because, you know, you're, you're a former hedge fund analyst. So uh, the question is, like, what, you know, what, what would you say the top three reasons why, investors should consider uh, the stock today? Sure. It's a great question. I think there's a value opportunity here for, if you look at the U.S. market opportunity for eczema and atopic dermatitis alone, it's a $9.5 billion market opportunity in the U.S. alone. Uh, If you look at chronic diabetic ulcers, you know, a $2.8 billion market opportunity, according to uh, American Society for Aesthetic um, Plastic Surgeons and a transparency market research report from uh, March 30th on, of 2017 on uh, the DFU market report. There's great opportunities in all the spaces. We are lupus, acne, eczema. We think the dermatology space, there's a need for it. Um, there's a biologic that recently got approved that's an injectable, that's you know a $9 billion market uh, in, for atopic derm. And that's people who go get injections. I mean, we're talking about a topical hero, which we think would be a uh, much better way to go for the pediatric adolescent market. So the market opportunity, our pipeline, our continued research on trying to find these undiscovered treatments for various dermatological illnesses. We continue, you know, to kind of beat the bushes, as I say, uh, and try to find some more exciting uh, stuff for our pipeline. So we think, you know, we're a $50 million market cap today. We've got some catalysts going forward that uh, a lot of smaller biotechs uh, don't have. 
in our uh, market capitalization space, such as that first human trial that I mentioned in Australia for uh, Q1 of 2020. Um, our animal studies that will show, you know, some efficacy, we believe. So these are all catalysts that we have going forward, and you know, we're excited about it. Excellent. So, you know, Rob, uh, I, I want to thank you. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, seeing your presentation uh, in a couple of weeks. And, uh, again, anybody who's uh, listening, they should, uh, you know, stay tuned on our site and uh, on, on our email list. Uh, you'll be getting a uh, the uh an opportunity to, to sign up and register uh in uh shortly so rob thank you and uh we look forward to hearing more from hoth uh in the coming weeks and months jack thank you for having me and i'm looking forward to presenting live to your audience